Welcome to episode 81 of the Process Podcast. It works. Martin. Today we have legendary DB Corey Fuller joining us on the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Corey. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you for joining us. Can you tell the listeners where you're from? I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. Um, the great city. The highest of seven hills in the state of Florida. Oh yeah, Tallahassee. 850. What was it like growing up in Tallahassee for you? Oh man, it was great childhood, even though it was rough, but it was great. Uh, just man, a different childhood because I wanted to be different. Yeah. So I always did what I knew to be right. You know, when the guys wanted to go left, I went right. Oh yeah. So thinking about growing up in Tallahassee, grew up on the South Side. Uh, when did you when did you start playing sports? You know, was that something you did later on, or did it was it something you always okay. did? From the time I was a kid, from the first time I probably saw football, baseball, and all that stuff. Growing up in the neighborhood we grew up in, we always played in the yard, played in the big field, and played. We had a place to play baseball. We had a place to play football. So we always did it, man. I I, I played organized football at six. Oh wow! I was playing football. When did you when did you start taking football serious when you knew you wanted to, you know, pursue it? From the time I played, I was good in Pee Wee. To be honest, man, I was good in Pee Wee, Junior, all the way up. Never not took it serious. Never not took it serious. So thinking about, you know, you're at Rickers High School, thinking about your high school days, what, how was that recruiting process like for you? Recruiting wasn't as uh, big as it is now. Mm-hmm. It was big. We just didn't have all the uh, media publicity behind it. But we had uh, Max Young Fingers. Mm-hmm. We had all the publications that they have now. Everything just was rolled out and printed instead of going online and looking at it. But uh, I was highly recruited. Recruited by just about everybody in the country. 
I would have been a five star right now if I was coming out in this day and time. So between the four and five star would have been that. Why why Florida State? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> I played cornerback. I played receiver and cornerback in high school. Uh-huh. And Deion Sanders made cornerback popular. He made it famous to go to Florida State. So and at that time we was put the cornerback college, I mean cornerback you. For real. Yeah, yeah. So thinking about you living in Tallahassee, you know what I'm saying? You playing football, you end up going to Florida State. How was that transition to college now? You you know what I'm saying? You're across the track. Wasn't very hard. I didn't have to go that far. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was committed to the University of Georgia. And then Florida State came in like in my sophomore year and started talking to me a little bit. Then it just junior took off and I was committed to Georgia my sophomore year. Way before my time for us running and just how big I was for a cornerback, fast, physical. So it all paid off, but uh, Florida State came in and was homegrown, man. They told me from the word go, you're gonna be a cornerback, you're not gonna play receiver. And this is where we see you at. So I um, went with my gut and then it became my heart. How how was it, you know, being acclimated to the to the college speed and to the game once you got to Florida State? Oh, it wasn't that hard. Cause I, I didn't red shirt, so I went right in playing. Mm-hmm. And so it was uh, man, it's all football. Really what it comes down to how fast can you pick up the playbook? How strong are you physically to be able to handle that college uh football and that stuff like that right there. So you played what was it, four years? Oh, five years at Florida State because I blew out my knee. So five, you approaching your red shirt senior year at Florida State. You getting ready for the draft, man. How was that process like? You know, going from Southside Tallahassee. Now you, your dreams about to come true. No man, I was asked the same question on the podcast earlier today. Mm-hmm. Really, I can't explain it to you. To be honest, it's it's something like no other. The only thing was greater than that was my kids being born. Yeah. Hearing your name called for a lifehood, life long time dream, and actually doing it. You know, it's a lot of guys get a chance to try to do it, but it's very few of us that actually do it. Yeah. It looks like it's a lot of us out there, but it's not. It was 8.3 plus billion people in the world. There's always between 16 and 1,700 players every year in the NFL. Not even one, it's not even a percent of the population. So it's very hard to become a pro athlete, more or less a pro football player. You know, they don't have no secondary leagues for you. You know, you're not dreaming to be a NFL player want to go to Canadian League. Nothing against Canadian League. But kids are not dreaming saying, I'm going to play in the Canadian League. I can't really explain it to you, man. It's just a, it's a real feeling. Man, just thinking about hearing your name called second, second round. Was that 55th pick? Yeah. Yeah, but it, it took, back then they used to do two or three rounds a day. <laughs> I didn't get drafted till eight o'clock that night. The draft started at 12. And I was in the second round. <laughs> so they, they did three rounds in one day? Back then they did. Wow, wow. So thinking about, you know, now you're transitioning to the league. How was that transition for you? Oh. You know, you go from going to class to not going to class to going to meetings all day, every day. You had the facility 
but eight months out of the year. So, um, and then you're getting paid to do something that you love to do, which we would did it for free when you're young. What was the, what was the game like though, the, the transition to the game? Was it still just football for you once you transitioned? I used to think Florida State could beat some of the college pro teams, but the transition is faster. Guys bigger, stronger, faster. Mm -hmm. They're a lot older, you know, becoming the league. I actually went to the league in my 20s because I had to stay in college so long. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys coming in at 19 or 20 don't realize, man, you finna play against a grown, grown man. Yeah. For the transition, it wasn't as hard for me because the level of competition I played in college and how demanding it was at Florida State, but um, still was demanding. Playing 16 games, 17 weeks, mm -hmm. week off, you know, mm -hmm. and then I started my third game of the season. So I went straight into it, to the, the physical part of it. So looking back, just looking back over your pro career, you know, what did you learn about yourself during that phase of your life? Oh man, really, um, it's a good question. All my life lessons was really taught in college and high school and growing up. Mm -hmm. The pros is a business, man. They're not, they don't have time to teach lessons. They're trying to win games. Yeah. There's so much money invested in it. Owns are putting up so much and they want to return. So it's really not time to teach lessons. Everybody's in the building and it's grown. When you go to college, you have some freshmen, some sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Same thing in high school. So there has to be some lessons taught in between the process of football. So just, so take it a step back. What were the lessons that you learned from, from the game and just from being around sports all your life in high school and college? Really never, no matter how hard it is on you in life, just from the football field, never give up. It's always gonna be somebody bigger, stronger, faster, more skilled, but that don't make them better. The statistics say they should be better, but they're not. It's all about the will more than the skill. Most people don't have the will to match their skill, so their skill is never really shown like it should be. You know, you had a long career in football, but thinking about you know your exit plan what, what was that transition like leaving the game a game you've played so long it's very hard but mentally it's hard it's depressing some guys have become get mental get mental illness because you really never think you're gonna retire you really never think football will be done with and the, and the real thing about it is man you don't really prepared to retire from a job like that. Yeah. You always on go all the time. <laughs> uh, even when you can't really play no more, you think you can still do it and go. So so how was the transition uh, into coaching, you know? I never thought I'd be a coach. I was volunteering and then I just got a little serious, man. And I've been, it's been a, a, a lifesaver for me and a game changer. I had a guy on, he's a coach, he said, once the bug bites you, man, the coaching bug bites you, you just, you fall in love with it. But uh, I wanted to ask you, you said you didn't prepare, you know, for retiring. What advice would you give to those who, you know, may not have to retire, but may have to step away from the game, you know what I'm saying, trying to get through finding something else, you know what I'm saying? That keep them you going. can't, there's no, there's no plan, you know, because when you're playing, you can't focus on other things lose your career to be over with quicker than you want it to be. Uh -huh. You know, 
my only my advice would be to them make their circle small, have a contingent plan because football can end tomorrow with an injury of anything. Have a plan, have a vision, seeing yourself transitioning out one day because you will transition out. Yeah. So you need to, as you put in, set up steps and a pathway to retirement. Because even when you have all the money in the world in your mind, you're still not gonna want to just sit down because the average football player's career is over there, 25, 26 years old. Right? I was blessed, fortunate, played 10 years, and I retired at 33, but when you're 30 in the NFL, you're like a dinosaur. <laughs> but in real life, you, you still got, you still young. Looking back over your life, not just your football career, but your life, you know, what advice would you give your younger self? Choose friends different. Make my circle smaller. Don't be so kill-hearted. Trust everybody. I have a, I have a problem with that because I want to help everybody because the environment we come out of, but man, do it all over. I let some of them just walk on by. Yeah, that's a hard, that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah, it really is. This podcast is called The Process Podcast. What does trust the process mean to you? Just like my motto, hashtag just work. Gotta just keep pushing, pushing and keep believing. Never give up on your dream. If you believe in it, stick to it. I believe this is my slogan. Work it. If you work it, it works. Got to keep believing. You got to keep fighting for your dreams. And keep the hope and the faith. If you believe in it, it'll work. I promise you it will. But I want to um, just thank you for taking your time out. I know you're in spring ball, like you said, right now. Uh, but thank you to taking taking the time out just to join me and, and to share some knowledge with me. Um, but do you have any lasting words that you want to leave with the listeners? And just uh, for all you listeners, younger or old, I just said it and I will repeat it. If you work it, it works. You just have to keep working and keep believing because nobody could have really told me a little boy from the project single mother, losing his brother at 18 to gun violence, father figure not in my life, nothing but coaches and teachers, would have made it all the way to the NFL. Believe in the God you believe in. I believe in my God and he answered my prayers. So just keep believing and keep working and it, it will work out. This episode was brought to you by Overcome Achieve Clothing. Allow what you have overcome to fuel the flame of persistence as you face and conquer your next challenge. Wear your truth, overcome. I think the main thing for me was trying to decide on who am I and like what I want to be and how I want to be remembered. Like that was my thing. Right? You know, oftentimes I think about like my legacy and like the mark that I want to leave, not only on the industry, but the effect that I want to leave on people. Being a whole human being, going through my obstacles, going through the things that I'm going through and not to only broadcast these things, but for it to inspire change.